That is found offense from a guy who has not been striking the ball that well so far in his uh, latest tour of duty in the MLB with the Brewers. But Saladino, the hero yesterday, tying the game. Brewers going on to win. Joining us live, Brewers beat writer from your Milwaukee Journal, Sentinel Tom Hodricourt. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Well, overshadowing this stirring win yesterday and a second straight series victory is the fact that the Brewers' best starter, Brandon Woodruff, has what appears to be an oblique strain. How does this affect the Brewers moving forward? Do they have an obvious option that they can call up to replace him in the rotation? Well, I don't think obvious, Gene. Um, I mean, they have guys on their own staff who've been in the rotation, guys like Peralta, Burns, Guerra, Hauser, who just recently moved back from the rotation to uh, the bullpen with the return of Gio Gonzalez. So they have some guys who've, who've started there, whether that's the way they want to go. You know, every time the old, the old saying, Rob Peter to pay Paul, every time you remove a guy from the rotation and put him in the bullpen or vice versa, it weakens the area you take the pitcher away from. So they have to figure it out. They have an off day this week and another next week that's, you know, allows them extra time to figure it out if they need to. And, you know, you have the trade deadline coming up. I'm sure they'll look around at the starting pitching market. That's usually the most expensive commodity to acquire in terms of what you have to give up. So, And they're not in the great position now because the rest of the industry knows they just lost their best pitcher, too. Tom, your latest at the Journal Sentinel is about Keston Hira, who continues to hit the ball really well since coming up for his second stint this season. From the people you've talked to within the organization, why has it been so I, I hate to use the term easy, but that's what it looks like. Why has it been so easy for him to adapt so quickly? Well, he's always been a great hitter. You know, he was one in college. That's why they picked him so high in the draft. Um, he breezed through their uh, system, hit well everywhere he went. He's just a natural hitter. You know, I, I tell people he's easily the best hitter they've drafted in terms of just sheer hitting skills since they uh, drafted Ryan Braun in those five. And, um, you know, so he's come up, he's made an immediate impact. Uh, you know, they have, uh, fans would love him to about third or fourth, I think. They like him uh, down a little lower. He gives them some pop down there and keeps the pressure off him, too. And so, uh, yeah, he's, he just makes an impact almost every day. He's got an 11 game hitting streak now. You know, he's hit for a lot more power than maybe they projected, uh, when they drafted him. And, and he hits for opposite field power, too. He's just a really good hitter. Brewers beat writer Tom Hardercourt of your Milwaukee Journal Sentinel joining us live on Brewers 360 on WTMJ. Saladino, one of the heroes in yesterday's win, but uh, the bottom line for him, not that good so far this season since he got called up. He's just uh, he's not even above Mendoza yet. Uh, but uh, Travis Shaw, in the meantime, on fire in San Antonio. Do you anticipate a move in that front very soon? Well, it's, you know, there's no obvious swap between those two players. Uh, Saladino's a utility player and the only backup shortstop on the team. You need a backup at shortstop. And so, uh, Shaw's more of a corner infielder. He's been playing first base a lot down in AAA. He is tearing it up in another homer yesterday. Um, so we'll see. They love to have his bats. This is where it'd be nice to be an American League team and have the DH, you know, and <laughs> have one more spot you can put a hitter. But they don't have that luxury, so that's probably why he's not back up, because there's no obvious positional fit. You do have to have a utility infielder. And um, you know, Saladino had been at just absolutely mired in, in the worst slump of his career. And then with one swing, you know, he changes everything yesterday. So 
he he was all smiles after the game. Uh, you know, they they kind of stole a couple of victories there in Arizona in the late going, and so they felt good about that. It's just too bad that yesterday's was a pyrrhic victory with losing Woodruff because. If you could go back and say you'll lose the game but keep Woodruff, they might pick that choice. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure they would pick that choice. Yeah, no kidding. Tom, looking ahead to this week, they've got the Reds at home and then a weekend series with the Cubs. How important is this week knowing that the trade deadline is looming in the middle of next? Well, the whole industry is trying to figure out you know, who's, when they're going to start popping trades. you got to the 31st. This year, no secondary deadline in August like we've had in the past, so you kind of got to do it now or forget it. There's so many bubble teams right now, teams that you can't really identify as definite sellers or definite buyers. And I think that's what's kind of jamming up the work. So I think every team's going to kind of look at how they're playing right now. You know, the Stearns is motivated, um, if he wasn't before, to add because they're playing good, better, a lot better now. You know, you know, this is the first time they've won consecutive series since May. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's crazy. And you look around the standings too, Tom. Like you said, you've got teams like LA that are just running away from it or running away with it. Atlanta's yeah. doing really well. Then you got about five, six, eight teams that are all around 500 or so. I know. And the Giants maybe in one week went from sellers to buyers, you know, by winning every game and getting back in the wild card race. So it is kind of wild card or bust for a lot of teams because of what you just said, Gene. There's so, there's so many teams that have big first place leads kind of puts everybody else in the division and wild card or bust. So you have to ask yourself, how much do you want to give up to trade to go for that one-game playoff? And it's a, it's a thing that a lot of these teams struggle with. How much do you give to go for the wild card? Because that's kind of a one-game crapshoot. But it beats going home. So, you know, there's that's what a lot of teams wrestle with this time of year. Yeah, Brewers, look what they did with Game 163 last year. It was amazing. The Journal Sentinel's Tom Hardercourt, Brewers beat writer, joins us every Monday on Brewers 360. We'll do it again next week, sir. Thank you. Thanks. You guys have a good week.